You, you're special. You're the mom of all five of these boys. And I can talk a lot about that. Praise God. And she was going to sing for me before I preached today. And I, I just love everybody. And I love you all. And I appreciate the Lord. Now I'm going to get right into what I feel. Now I probably won't preach quite as long as Pastor David because I'm a little bit older. But he, he said the old man had a dream. When that dream, I, I, I wasn't really that old. I had a little more hair and it wasn't quite as gray. And I wasn't 81 when I had that, that vision. But I'm glad to see it come to pass. All right, in the book of, I want you to stand and pray for me. And I want Stoney Bray to pray for me. He's, he's one of my fans, all you're my fans. But old Stoney, he's, a, uh, he, he, he's a, all of your good ones. But in the book of Acts, the 20th chapter and verse 28, I want to read a verse of scripture, one verse. I believe I give it to the media. That's all, you know, it don't do any good for me to give them notes, because you know that. Just one scripture to start with. Uh, Take heed, therefore, Paul speaking, unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers, to feed the church of God, which he had purchased with his own blood. You know, we looked at the beautiful building today, and we thank God for it. In my office, I like to show it off. It's on the corner. I can see the cars pass, and they got a, a Lazy Boy recliner you brought me, and I've spent a lot of time in that office. And I appreciate this building, the foyer and all that. Everybody's viewed that today. But what I want to preach to you today is the church, Christ's church, His church. Christ's church, His church. Now, we've got a building but that's not his church. Brother Stoney, pray for us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. If I started calling a lot of names, it's been a great blessing to my life since I've been to Lexington. It would take all the time. But it was good to see uh, Danny. Julia's up here because uh, Danny Parker's here today. He lost his lovely wife lately. Danny Parker was one. Of course, she has to have it uh, a sign language. As you know, Danny is, is, is death. And so, but you know what? I had the honor of baptizing Danny and he received the Holy Ghost. Danny Parker here today. Praise God. Good to have you, Danny. Good to see you, Danny. Love Danny. All right, now that we're going to talk. His church, his church. You know, he bought a church. The only thing that our Lord ever bought was a church. He didn't buy a house because he said, foxes have holes, fowls of the air have nests, son of man have nowhere to lay his head. He didn't buy a car. He didn't even buy a donkey. He borrowed one to ride to Jerusalem on. He didn't, he didn't buy any of the things that, that we possess and buy and, and which are a necessity, things that we need. Christ, he, did, he, he didn't buy a burial spot like Abraham. He purchased one for he, him and his descendants to be buried. A, a, even Abraham had the promise, but he, he, he purchased that. Christ did not even purchase that because he was going to only borrow one for three days. But he did buy a church. He didn't buy a building, and he's, he's thrilled, and he's part of, and he's behind. He, he's the source of this building, but this building is not the church that he bought. 
You're going to buy the church. You're going to pay for the church. But Christ bought a church, and he bought it with his own blood, his own blood. Let me, let me go on down and tell you a little bit about the kind of church that he purchased that we're part of today. I want to go ahead and throw it right up front because I usually do. He didn't buy a Pentecostal. He didn't buy a Methodist. He didn't buy a Church of Christ. He didn't buy a Catholic. He didn't buy a Presbyterian. He didn't even buy a Lutheran church, even though Luther said justification by faith. He didn't buy the denominations. He didn't buy the buildings, but he bought a blood-bought, blood-washed Holy Ghost people that are sitting here today. You are his. He bought you. He purchased you. He gave us a beautiful building to worship in, and I thank God for it, but this is not the church. We got a sign out front, FPC, First Pentecostal Church. That's well and good. And I'm going to tell you one thing. When I'm going to go on down and give you the scriptures I feel today, a lot of people have their preferences about the name. A lot of people have their preferences about where they go and which one they attend. A lot of people have their preference. I won't call the name, but one, one man told another woman, or a person one time, said, if I wasn't this, I'd be what you are because you got less religion, more food than any of them. So anyhow, I'm telling you what, God didn't purchase all the things that we purchased, and I thank God for it, but he purchased a church, a blood-bought church. Let me go on down and give you a few more scriptures. When he said he, he purchased a church, the Amplified meant which he obtained for himself, buying it, saving it for himself with his own blood. He bought it, he, he purchased it for him own self. And then skipping down to 1 Peter 1 and 18, for as much as you know you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by the tradition uh, from your own of your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. 1 Corinthians 3.16 is getting right down where we're living now. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. 1 Corinthians 6.19 What? Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you and which you have of God? and you are not your own, for you were bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit. We were bought with the price of the blood of Jesus Christ. Hebrews 2.14 For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him who had power of death. That is the devil. I'm going to tell you what, he purchased a church. He defeated the devil. When Peter was asked, who do men say that I am? Peter said, some say thou art Elias, John the Baptist, but who do you say that I am? And Brother David uses this a lot, but it's good. And Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you, but my Father which is in heaven and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it and I want you to know friend no reflection to any denomination but the church was not built on Peter 
if it was, we got a shaky foundation for Peter cussed and said, I don't know the Lord at one time. But God knew what Peter would be and Peter would become a pillow in the church. But it's what Peter said. Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And that's what the church is built on. Friend, we can call ourselves what we will, but the Bible said there is salvation in none other except the name of Jesus Christ. The world may tell you one is good as the other, one denomination as good as the other. That may be true for a denomination, but if you're talking about the church, there's only one, and it was bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, and the only way you can be saved is through Jesus Christ. There is salvation in none other. There is none other name among men under heaven whereby that we must be saved except through the name. Oh, hallelujah. Go ahead, I'm gonna get excited because I'm born again. God picked me up out of the depth of sin, set my feet on a solid rock. Oh, hallelujah. Well, Peggy and my wife get a little excited about now. Oh, hallelujah. Not with spiritual manners. They prayed if I get excited, my Wi-Fi will quit. That's what I'm on today. Pacemaker. But thank God, God kept me ticking till I, till he, I seen the fulfillment. I'm glad he had doctors that could put a pacemaker in here and keep that old heart ticking. And by the way, you know what the life of the body is? Medical people, it's the blood. It's the blood. This church was bought with blood. It wasn't bought, it wasn't bought with man's blood. It was bought with the blood of the Son of God. I'm going to throw this out here at you right now. This is no reflection to any denomination. We all know we have our pet scriptures. Brother David used a while ago. All denominations use John 3.16. All denominations. We do too. For God so loved the world. Now I'm going to pause and slow up a little bit if you don't mind. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That's what he did for us. That's what God did for us. God did that for us. That's John 3.16. But Acts 2.38 is what we do for him. We repent, baptize in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of our sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Oh, so don't tell me that John 3.16 is a Baptist and Acts 2.38 is a Pentecostal. You can't have one without the other. We can't have John 3.16 without Acts 2.38. John 3.16 tells us what he done for us, repentance, baptism in the name of the Lord and receiving the Holy Ghost is what we do for him. You get that? I believe all the Bible. I'm not going to tiptoe through any of, of it. I'm going to tell you the whole word of God. It's repent, be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. I'll tell you, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm too old now not to tell it direct, gun barrel straight. You say, well, now, you know what? I can't see. I don't even know who's back there. And it's probably a good thing. 
I, I, you know what? I don't see nothing hardly. You folks just see figures. But I'm going to tell you, Jesus Christ bought a church. Now this building right here, thank God for it. The property it's set on was purchased by a person that had the means that God moved. God directed it. This is where God wanted us. We felt it many years ago, but the time wasn't right. But now it's right. But God didn't give us this church to set out here to be the most beautiful church in the city and the, and the, and the most beautiful church that I've ever preached in. But God didn't give us this to, to, to just glorify the beauty. God didn't give it to us to have a fancy a coffee bar. God didn't give it to us to have a big screen. God gave this here as for a meeting place, a meeting place for the church, a meeting place that we could come and hear the word of God. For God had put in the church first apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, and all this for, for the edifying of the body of Christ, that the body of Christ might do the work of God. God put this church here for your admonition, for your coming together to worship, and then go out into a world, go out wherever you go, and be a light and be a witness. That's what he gave us this church for. But you are the church of the living God, and you got to understand and know, I I'm so thankful that many years ago I had a praying mama that wouldn't give up on this old boy. And I'm gonna just talk a little bit here because I don't know who's out there, but I was running a life of sin, running from God, doing bad stuff, outrunning the police in the city, getting picked up and put in jail for pulling out in front of a highway patrol and all that stuff. I could go on and on with my life. You got a story to tell. But I had a mama that saw the good in me. I saw a mama that didn't see the bad. I saw a mama that wouldn't quit praying. I saw a mama that saw me differently. Mama would have been happy today because when she was on her deathbed, I came back to visit. I went to Morristown for home mission work and mama was already down with cancer. And had two beds in the room. I laid on one, Mama, would you like me to come back home to be closer to you? You know what she said? No, son, you're doing the work of God. That's more important than anything. The work of God. God let me come to Lexington over 20, 46 years, 47 years ago, about a month before she died and went to glory. Had her funeral in our church. But I'm going to tell you one thing. I know where God brought me from. I didn't have to go to rehab. I didn't have to go through 12 steps, and I'm not putting that down. I went to a few steps to an old-fashioned altar, and I said, oh, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Forgive me. Forgive me of God's sins. I didn't pray a prancy prayer. I don't remember what I said. I wept tears. I got up from that altar. When I went out of that little old church at Finley, Tennessee, I reached in my pocket and I pulled out them old camels and I threw them away. That was them strong ones that didn't have a filter. And I'm not putting you down if you've got a habit today, but I'm telling you, rehab ain't going to help you. It might help you, but it won't cure you. If you've got an addiction today, they may help you, but they won't cure you. But an old-fashioned altar of repentance, asking God's forgiveness, giving your life to the Lord completely, It'll take care of it all. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Well, he bought a church. He bought a church. Let me, a little uneducated. 
I mean, folks, I only went through the eighth grade, and I think the reason I got out of there, Mr. Berthold Johnson, thought I was too old to keep going. I mean, I'm not boasting in my ignorance. If it wasn't for my good wife and her better education, I'd have been in a whole lot of trouble. I'm going to tell you, some of you, some of y'all give me journals. I'm going to be honest with you. The reason I don't write a lot in those journals, I'm, a, I'm not a good speller. Thank you. This is one of our newer converts. Thank you. And I'm going to throw it out here. His good wife was raised a Catholic. She can still call herself that if she wants to, but she was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So, I thank God that he brought me to where I'm at today. Thank God that I'm seeing what I'm seeing today. And I, you know what, folks? It's great. I mean, really and truly. Uh, there are churches that have more to offer. Right now, we don't even have a gym on, these, on this property. We still got the old one over there. But the Baptist is building a new one. They'll probably let us use theirs. But whatever the case is, I mean, it's not all this stuff. It's, it, it, it's salvation. It's it, your life change. Folks, I'm going to tell you today, I know by experience what a made-up mind. You know, you say, well, I'm going to try. Somebody say, well, I'm going to try to serve God. Forget it. You'll never serve God by trying to serve God. You'll serve God by just serving God. I'm going to try to do better. Quit trying to start doing better. I'm going to, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. My Bible said I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I can quit smoking. I can quit drinking. I can quit all of that through Jesus Christ who strengthens me. But without him, I can do nothing. Somebody said, you sound like an old brush hogger preacher. Well, that was one of my first revivals. I'm going to tell you, friend, I still believe that old-fashioned repentance, crying out to God, asking forgiveness of your sins, and then when you get up from there, do like I did, throw them away and don't go by anymore. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to taper off. I'm going to... I'm going, to, I'm going to smoke about a pack a day instead of three. And I'm, I'm going to quit it. If you might as well forget it. You ain't going to get nowhere like that. You just got to come with a made up mind. And I'm, I don't know who I'm preaching to today. And you say, well, listen, if that can't live it, nobody. I don't believe that. If everybody backslides, I still serve a God that will see me through. And the promise that God made. I'm not looking to man. I'm looking to my God. Is that you over there, Sister Gail? Man, I like the way you, I thought that was you. I remember, you don't mind me giving a little bit of testimony. She was suicidal. She was in bad shape. Called me early one morning. And she said, she told me all of this. And I said, Gail, what did I tell you? What you need is the Holy Ghost. I said, what you need is the Holy Ghost. Did I tell you that? She had gone to another little church for a while and, I, what, and I said, she came in after she received it at the baptism. She came in our service, said, look out, I'm dynamite. And she hadn't exploded yet. She's still dynamite. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. If you, the Bible said, oh, oh, another scripture come to mind. I'm going to walk down there if you don't mind. All right, I got just a few more minutes. Honey, if you're listening out there, don't worry. I'm okay. Praise God. That wife has been a pillar. 
Now I can get down here. I can see your faces. Uh, I can see where you're at. Folks, how many really want to go to heaven? Let's see your hand. How many want to go to a church and belong to a church? Or do you want to belong to his church? Christ only built one church. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, Father of all, above all, through all and in you all. God only built one church, and that one church is called by his name, by the name of Jesus Christ and him only. He's the only Savior. He's the only God. He is God in flesh. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. We are, he is the Son of God in the flesh. He's the Son of Man. Son of God in spirit, but he's a body, he's a sacrifice. He had blood to shed on the cross, but he bought me and he bought you. You're not your own. If you're a child of God, you belong to the master. Isn't that right, brother? Brother Troy, good to see you. Another one of our good members of late that was baptized, received the Holy Ghost. God is a good God. Oh, yeah, brother Beecham now. It's a nice church and you got an indebtedness. You, you better go easy. You might offend somebody. Offend? If truth offends, get offended and get saved. Get offended and get saved. Come on, get offended and get saved. Praise God, praise God. Get offended and get saved. Jesus said a man must be born again. You don't join this church. You don't join his church. You get born into it. Somebody come one time and said, now what do I have to do to, to join the church? Somebody said, well, if you're a lady, you can't do this, you can do that and do that. Duh, duh, duh. I'm not going to get into all that. Do I have to? I said, look, you just forget all that. When you just come and give your heart to the Lord, you receive the Holy Ghost. And then that's all you've got to do to belong to this church is get born into it. And when you get born into it, the preacher ain't going to have to give you 101 rules to live by. You're going to want to live by one rule, and that's by the Spirit of God. What is pleasing to God? Amen. Somebody said I can't go to that church. That's too strict. Friend, I'm going to tell you, Jesus Christ, you wouldn't have went to his church for a minute. He would have probably kicked her. No, I ain't going to say that. But he would have kicked over money tables. I mean, if we was out there selling that coffee for $5 a cup, he'd kick it out. He walked in the temple, and they were in there selling doves, uh, making a gain out of the people that come to offer sacrifices, had the money changers to change the money. Uh, go, you know, I remember years gone by, the country, they used to bring that red salve to church and sell that. You sell a lot. I, I'm not getting on all that today. But Jesus Christ, would've, 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 you wouldn't have belonged to his church. No. John the Baptist was a forerunner of Christ. He preached repentance. You sure wouldn't have went to his church. Amen. I mean, what, what, brother, you're a little too strong today. I don't think, now, David, he preaches the same message, but he's got a way of just giving you a whole heap, a lot of scriptures, and just lays it out there. He says the same thing, but I told him the other day, it took him 45 minutes to say, well, I can say in 10. <laughs> they give me 10 minutes, 10 minutes at home. 
They give me 10, the reason I said that, they give me 10 minutes, about 10 minutes, they call it words of wisdom. And I, you know, I don't have time. David does a tremendous job. I'm glad he's my pastor, okay. But he lays that scripture out there. He's going to give you all the scriptures. But when he gets right down to the climax, he's saying the same thing I'd already felt and the same thing that I'd already said in less than 10 minutes. But he gives you the foundation. He gives you all that good stuff. And you need that too. But now wait a minute. I don't know how many more sermons I'm going to get preached. I mean, I don't know. I hope a whole bunch. Somebody said, do you think I'd ever live to see this day? Well, I said, I will live to see the church. I didn't think I'd live to see this nicer church because I wouldn't have let you build a million dollars. It'd have been less than that for me. And so you had to have somebody else in here that, and some of these other men behind him and all these others that wasn't afraid to get in the millions instead of the hundreds. Amen? But anyhow, God's going to take care of it. How many know the gold or the silver belongs to God anyway? How many know the dollars in your pocket ain't yours? God just let you borrow them a while. How many know the world is the Lord's and they that dwell therein, the earth is the Lord's. Everything you think you got on CDs or in the bank ain't yours. No way God just let you use it for a while. And I'm glad God let somebody use enough to buy this property and others use it enough to give gifts and we can have it paid for. And I thank God for all that. But none of you ain't got nothing that's yours. You ain't got nothing that's yours. You brought nothing into the world and you're going to take nothing out. Brother Lowland used to say, you don't see a, 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 a U-Haul behind a hearse yet. You're going to wheel me in here and my boys will be here and some of you will be here, but I ain't going to bring my house, my car, and all of that. I'll give it to them if I've still got it. It'll probably be wore out. But what are you saying? None of this stuff you can take with you. That is a plug that we need about two or three million for the building fund. All right, I didn't, did you mean to say that? Yeah. Well, what are you saying, Brother Beecham? I'm trying to preach to you in a short while a, a, a message we can understand. And that message is this in a nutshell. We were all born the sinner. We were all born lost. None good, no, not one. I don't care who your mama was, who your daddy was, or, or whoever you were, you, you were born the sinner, and you got to be reborn to go to heaven. Jesus said a man must be born again. We were born in sin, shapen in iniquity, sin that I'm a, well, I'm a good person. I, I go to church. And, well, Cornelius was a mighty good man, wasn't he? He even built him a temple. He done a lot of stuff. But Cornelius had to hear Peter tell him what to do to be saved. Yeah. Cornelius was a good man. And y'all, y'all don't shut down on me. No, you're not. You just wait and see what he's going to say next. I, go, go. Hey, you know what? If you're a Baptist, just keep going. That's fine as long as that Baptist will baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ and let you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and let you praise God in his church. Come on. I'm not talking about denomination. I'm not talking about names. That's a beautiful name. I love it. FPC lit up in red. I love the parking lot with all the lights, even speakers out on the parking. I love it all. But I'm going to tell you that's not what's going to save you. There's no denomination, be Pentecost or what. It's the born again experience with God that's going to save you. And Christ only bought one church. Well, praise God. I feel at home. I don't look at home. This don't look like home. This is our home. This is beautiful. 
Somebody said, well, it don't have to be. I love it. Designers, I love it. Zion builders, I love it. Pastor David, it's great. I love it. I love walking in my office. I'm on the far end. I, I got windows where I can see the cars come by. I got a recliner you gave me to sit in and recline and look. I spend a lot of time there. My wife thinks I don't spend much time at home now. It'll be a whole lot less. I thank God. I, I am really thankful, but I am more thankful for a people that love God. And there's a hungry world out there. You know what, people? I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. And I know I get a little scattered. I am not trying, we're not trying to empty all the other churches. We got room for them. We can't build that big. What I'm praying for and what we're praying for is a revival, first of all, in our church that understand and know what the Spirit of God is. And then every church in this city, every one of them, where the name of Jesus Christ is proclaimed, whether they understand what I'm talking about or not, that every one of them would have a revival that would break out, addictions been set free, and all that, and people running the aisles, praising God and shouting, speaking in tongues, receiving the Holy Ghost. Like on the day of Pentecost, the whole house were filled. They were speaking with other tongues, and others began to hear. But now, I won't tell you something else right now. That's what turns off a lot of people, the tongue thing. Because there's a lot of people that talk, say talk in tongues in church, but talk in another tongue in the world. There's a whole lot more than speaking in tongues when you receive the Holy Ghost and say, that's it. If you don't have a tongue of the Spirit of God, a tongue of love, tongue of compassion, tongue of reaching out to people, you're talking in tongues and church ain't worth a dime. Come on, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. But on the other hand, I don't believe anybody's going to get saved without feeling some emotion. I don't believe your sins are going to be forgiven and rolled away without you feeling some joy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. You'll be praising God with a different language. So don't turn us off because you don't understand the tongue. We're not just talking about talking in tongues when you receive the Holy Ghost. We're talking about your tongue changing. You ain't going to cuss like a sailor, and you ain't going to hear others that do and spread their dirty jokes either. You're going to have a mind that'll speak the voice of God, love God, desire God, and when you say the wrong thing, you'll ask God's forgiveness to help you. Well, praise God. Well, what did you expect when you came? I'm me, and I'll always be me. I appreciate my boys. Danny, I love that boy. I love all my boys. Terry, Todd, oh, Todd's got a good name around town. Danny's my counselor I go to sometimes. And Danny, I'm going to tell you what. Danny helped us get to where we're at today, too. He sure did. I'm going to know that right now. And I appreciate all of my boys. I appreciate David. God just has a plan right now for this thing to go forward, and it's going to go forward. God didn't put us here and say, boy, you know, this is the prettiest church I've ever preached in. I've been in a few. Brother Beckton's nice, but I haven't been asked to preach there yet. But, you know, he's not pastor, and I may not get asked now because he's my friend. But this is the nicest church I've preached in. But I'm telling you, this is not the church. This is the building. Jesus bought the church with his own blood, 
when a person gives that much for me, paid that kind of price, I'm going to praise him. I'm going to say, God, I thank you for delivering me from them old camel cigarettes. I thank you for setting me free from that old, uh, well, few other things. And thank God for my boys, they didn't know it. That's when I was a sinner. Before I got married, before I got, met a good wife. Anyhow, that's a long time ago. Well, have you made it all those years? Not by my might, not by my power, but by the power of God. You know, the biggest thing I don't like is negative people. Brother Glenn's got one of those things he made me. I use the word in our church about Israel coming to the Red Sea and and they started complaining, you bring us out here to die in the wilderness. We're not going to go anywhere where they're not graves. And I said, uh, God just said, really, quit your belly aching and go forward. Really what he said. Moses, tell them to quit crying to me. I've already told you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take you through and just go forward. So I used that word, quit your belly aching. And he made a little sign, got in my old office now, quit your belly aching. What did it mean? I didn't know if it was a word or not. I come up with words that are not words. I went to the dictionary, and it is a slang word for complaining. So it is a word. So if you hear that word, quit your belly aching, quit your complaining. Complaining people and negative people, I don't want to be around them very long. Just give me a positive word. That's why I like old Brother Stone and a lot of you others too. He's on the front. That's why I'm calling him. Because he's always got a word. And a man came to my office the other day and he gave me a word. I I, I, I was in the office and he was praying over each door. And I heard somebody and I opened the door. And he gave me a word. And he's something like this. He said about Jesus turning the, the, uh, you know, water to wine and the latter part's better than the first and he said, the latter part of my ministry is going to be better. I've even prayed, Lord, let the last days of my life, my last day ministry, be more productive than anything before. And so that's why every time I preach, I love you folks, please. If I said anything you think, I said it, I didn't love you. No, I love you. I want you to think about it. I wasn't condemning your denomination. I wasn't condemning that. If I'm going to condemn any, I'll condemn the Pentecost who claim so much and have so little. Come on. Not everybody, but some. Well, I got the Holy Ghost. I got baptized in the name of the Lord, and I'm going to heaven. I'm going to tell you what, if you got a wrong attitude, that ain't going to get you nowhere. So we need to realize when we're born again, we actually receive the Spirit of Christ. We got Jesus on us, in us. I'm with you, but I shall be in you. If you'll stop and think on that, what would Jesus do? What would he say? What would he think about this matter? So I'm telling you, again, and I'm, I'm going I'm to close uh, in a little bit because I need a drink of water. But folks, I love you. You know that, don't you? How many know I love this city? I love you people. I thank God that he's brought me to this day that he's put me here. Let me see this. I thank God for it. But I want to tell you again, this beautiful building ain't going to save you. You've got to be born again. He said, I bought my church. I didn't buy a house. I didn't buy a donkey. I didn't buy a burl spot. I didn't buy any of the stuff that we buy, but I bought my church. I paid for it. 
It's mine. We belong to him. I was bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. He gave his very life. The cross he died on, he died between two men. One of them, two thieves, representing how he died. He died between two. I believe it was a cross instead of a pole. Some says he was a pole, some a cross. But I think he reached out to both of those men on each side. One of them said, if you be who they say you are, why don't you come down and bring us down? The other one said, you know, he wanted to save his own hide. The other one said, man, why don't you be quiet? We deserve what we've got coming. But this man did nothing. Christ dying on the cross, he did nothing. Then he said to Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He repented. And Christ said, this day shall thou be me in paradise. Oh, you said no, it was a question. No, it was, it, it was a, a confirmation. Somebody said, well, see, all you got to do is be saved. You just say, I believe. That was before death, burial, and resurrection. That was his dying. That man did all he could do. Yes, he wanted to be with him in paradise. But when Christ was buried, rose, ascended on high, sent the promise of the Father on the day of Pentecost, and then he said to them, you shall be witnesses of me, both in Judea, Jerusalem, and the uttermost parts of the earth. And that's when the question was asked, Peter, what can we do? We crucified him. We put a good man to death. And Peter told them what they'd done. You crucified him, the Lord of glory. Then what must we do? Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. God bless you. Would you stand? Pastor Nick, Pastor David, Pastor somebody, come back. Praise God. I love you folks. I really mean that. Thank you. Thank you not for bearing with me, but I think some of you heard what I had to say. Don't go ask Pastor David 